In 2011, a crack podcast unit was sent to Colorado Springs by a court of snowflakes for being too good for the rest of the world. These men, and sometimes ladies, promptly escaped from the world of monotony to the podcasting underground. Today, still wanted by the SJWs of the world, they survive as podcasters of no fortune. But, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the Geek Out Heroes. Heroes, this is Vargo, Josiah, Miles, Anderson. Listeners, this week we have quite a bit to cover, but one of the things that we're not going to be able to cover is Sony apparently is going to have a uh, some deal going on that they're going to announce some things. So let's hope for a price and a fucking launch date, even though they could have done it all week. Like, I swear to God, if they have an entire event only to have that be the only thing that they announce, nothing new, I'm going to be so pissed off. I'm going to sit there and just be like, all right, like, and listeners, it's, it's not, this is not like a pissed off of like outrage, really. It's just the fact that I don't want to have my time wasted (laughs) just to have a 15 second announcement of, and the game and the console's coming out at $500 and $400 and it's going to be out, you know, November 17th or whatever. Well, we built all this up as if it was a showdown and uh, Xbox drew quite some time ago now. (laughs) Yeah. And well, the thing is, is Xbox, what's really funny is Xbox was forced to draw because somebody leaked the price, right? Somebody leaked the price. Hats off to Microsoft for reacting as quickly as they could. So that didn't seem like a leak to a lot of people. But, you know, at the same time, all I can think of is you guys held off for this long just to have this be the announcement. When we have your consoles coming out in November, it's September, guys. Yeah, we're already in the burr months. This is the longest any console has gone without announcing a fucking price tag after its initial show off. Here's what it looks like. Great. That's sweet. Now we're going to wait for this long in order to actually, you know, give you anything and tell you what the price is. Fucking waffle iron memes for uh, the S crack me up. Yeah, I saw that. I saw what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's black. It could have just been a white grate, but whatever. It's <laughs> nonstick. Kind of. It's kind of <laughs> weird because it looks like it looks like a speaker to me, but. <laughs> I don't know why they wait. They've been waiting for so long. The last time I'd seen a console that actually announced its price this close to launch was the Dreamcast, and that's because it launched on the same day it was announced. Yeah, because they did their uh, their whole press release, and they're like, "By the way, you can go to the store and get one when, right, right now. now." And everybody went right now. <laughs> like, I, I have no doubt that if we had if we had continued waiting and nobody had leaked the price, that we would still be waiting in October to hear what the pricing was and I the could, day and the day of launch, and we'd all be sitting there going, "What the fuck's going on?" I could see like up to like three months prior to the release. Up to not up three to, months, up but to, three weeks. Correct. I was gonna say up, up to three, three months. Weeks. We're there, bud. <laughs> up to three weeks prior, I could see this not being announced. Matter of fact, like, we're late. <laughs> we're, we announced the pricing on November first. <laughs> Just drove me fucking crazy, like watching these two companies. Like you draw, you draw. Miles and I kept joking about it. It was like watching the good, the bad, and the ugly. It was the greatest standoff in cinematic history, and it's just you know three guys looking at three assholes looking at each other for t- over two minutes. 
And we're sitting there going, all right, like it's so freaking intense. And they were treating it the same way with this. Only we're all sitting there going, we just want to fucking know how much money do I need to save up? That's all. All All I want to know. I don't need to know the date right now, but I need to know the price because some of us do have to save up money for it. Yeah. Not everybody has four or five hundred dollars laying around just sitting around. So and, and some of us do need more time than a month or two months to get that money together. Yeah, especially since this will probably be the first one that I'm getting on launch because I Ratchet and Clank is a launch title. So and Spider-Man. Yeah, both of those are launch titles. They've actually made enough reason for me to get one on launch day. Usually I can wait six months or a year. Yeah, and I had and and NVIDIA recently announced something that made me go. I don't know if I'm going to have to possibly reconsider getting an Xbox right away. And we'll get into that later. Uh, with Josiah and I. <laughs> I. Yeah, I think we already talked about this. So uh, you and I did. We yeah. haven't talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, the, the pricing seems the pricing seems like a good, you know, like a good price. I mean, listeners, not to toot our own horn, but we called it a long time ago uh, that no one was going to break the $600 price tag. That's fucking suicide. That's just the way our market is right now, especially for gamers. We're a little more price conscious when it comes to buying things. We're not like an Apple customer where we just go out and buy a fucking new phone just because it's a new phone. That's not what we're in it for. We're in it for the games. And when you show us, oh, well, the Xbox is, you know, going to be coming out, but it has very few titles in its lineup, but they do have a good set of games. So they sit there and go, okay, well, you know, it's 500 bucks. I'll consider it. If it's $600, there's no fucking way. That's just the way gamers are. Well, as soon as they said Xbox, Xbox Series S and we were all we we'd all been sitting there going, OK, the best thing they could do is make that one two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars. It seemed logical, like the given the fact that based off the leaked specs, it was less power. It was slightly less powerful than the Xbox One X, even though it's in. And that's just from a from a power standpoint, like in reality, it's capabilities since it has a higher, a better functioning CPU and probably is a little more streamlined. And since it's next gen uh, graphics technology going into it, it's actually probably more efficient than the one uh, X. So it's probably technically more powerful. Its capabilities are better in my opinion, but because of that, we were like, all right, well, it's going to be like $300 and the Xbox series X is going to have to be anywhere between 400 and five hundred dollars. And if ne- if Xbox wanted to really undercut Sony, it would be four hundred. We all said that. We said it would be four hundred bucks, and they'd undercut the shit out of Sony by doing that. But we expected the five hundred dollar price tag. Five hundred dollars seemed about right. Now my question is: Now going forward, what is the external uh, memory card going to cost? Right. The the little solid state memory card that they're going to be selling separately. What's that going to cost extra in order to get that upgraded? And uh, when it comes out, it's going to have all the features that are currently on the Xbox, because that's one thing we've seen in the past, especially with with going from the uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 to the Xbox One and uh, PS4 was that a lot of features were missing that were from the next gener- or the previous generation instantaneously on launch. They were just gone. And we all sat there going, why is this feature available on my old shit and it's not available on my new shit? That doesn't make any sense. Just want to know how much ad space is going to be on my desktop. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would imagine the uh, the Series X is actually going to look exactly the same as the Xbox uh, One interface, since they're using uh, they're considering them OSs now. Right. I would imagine that they just leave it leave it as is and not worry about it in the future. Oh, then you have the uh, the rumored uh, Series V. Uh, uh, I heard very little on the, this. Did you hear anything else? It's all I know is it's supposed to be the all digital version of the yeah. X. 
Yeah, it's supposed uh, to be the mid step. Yeah. Yeah. So uh be curious to see what the 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 difference is really. Four hundred dollars. I would imagine probably be the exact same system just without the disk drive. Yeah. Based off of the only thing that I've heard, which is that it's just the digital version. But and do they keep it the same price or do they knock off a few bucks because of feature? <laughs> yeah, which is kind of weird to give it a different uh letter for it, like yeah. V or instead of just calling it the Xbox D for digital or the xbox <laughs> xd or whatever um but i suppose that's used by cinemas and people might take that the wrong way i don't know probably the other thing that's kind of strange is they showed off the consoles and they were like all right here's here's the pricing and people lost their shit we're like oh my god oh my god look at that sony yeah they, they're gonna kick your ass with pricing i'm like they don't have games <laughs> yet guys like that you're, you're the pricing isn't that astounding by yeah, any the, means. the pricing it's, isn't that it's about what we expected <laughs> yeah the price isn't isn't that competitive it's about what we expected and they're giving you a significantly weaker console with a with a significantly better console and sony's sitting there going well we're just going to offer one console one without a disk drive and the other one with a disk drive and that's it we don't, we don't want to make two different versions, one weaker, one lesser. We've done that for a generation and it didn't work out so well for our weaker system because even, don't get me wrong, the weaker system sold like crazy when it came out. But then they came out with the Pro and a lot of people went, well, I'm going to want the Pro and the Pro kind of set the standard for how games run. Yeah. And we, we, we noticed it in a lot, especially with third party games. We noticed there was a big difference between how games performed on the Pro versus how games perform on the regular PlayStation. So Sony's just sitting there going, all right, well, we're just going to come out with one model. Hopefully that's how it stays. I have the feeling that we're going to end up with the mid-step again. I think there's always going to be a mid-step upgrade. Um, yeah, I think I think that's just going to happen. It's just another opportunity to to build just a little bit of money yeah. and, you know, potentially do a little bit of upgrading. Yeah, I mean, it's but, you know, it's what we expected. Thanks to whoever leaked it and thanks to to Microsoft for immediately responding and just putting it out there. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you for letting us know what kind of money we're going to be spending. Granted, now Xbox might have been waiting to reveal the price because they might have been making this digital version and wanting to let it all go in one shebang. Yeah. yeah and be able to say, hey, this one costs $300. This one costs $400. This one costs $500. That would make sense. Like, I could see that. That's that's a good reasoning for why you'd want to hold off. Yeah. Options aren't a bad thing. But if you're in the middle of making a digital version, you know you're going to make a digital version. They could have just mocked that up. So yeah. at the same time. I'm kind of like, eh, well, you guys could have just done it anyways. But we're appreciative of it. Now, Sony, it's your turn. Like, seriously, what the fuck's taking so long? Fucking draw, Ray. <laughs> when, when was it they announced that they announced that they were going to have the uh, the event on Wednesday? Uh, I only just saw it today, so probably yesterday, day before. Yeah. Like, it took you it took you this long to say, hey, yeah, we're going to have an event next week, by the way. <laughs> Wait. Shouldn't you guys be telling people this, like, a month ahead of time? Like you normally do like, Hey, we're going to have an event here, an event here, an event here, you know, like usually game companies do instead of saying, Oh, our partner or our, our, uh, com- competition finally announced their pricing. We, we should have an event. Didn't they uh, cancel like one of their showcases or events or something like that? Um, like last month, I think it was, uh, they moved it. That was the, uh, the thing that in, uh, when they were saying to respect the current climate that was going on in yeah. the, uh, in the U S and, uh, other things that were happening that they wanted to hold off. Yeah, they they delayed it, but they ended up having that like two weeks later, oh, Okay, which is why I'm really confused. I didn't know if maybe that was this. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. Uh, no, it was, them having they, another they, they had that event 
like two weeks later where they, that was where they actually showed off Spider-Man and, and everything like that. And, and when we were done, we we're like, all right, sweet. We finally get to see the console. And then they had no price. And we all went, what the fuck? <laughs> the console and aroma diffuser. Yeah. It's like, what, what the hell? <laughs> you know, the eye of Sauron, but no price. Speaking of upgrades and going on to, uh, to newer consoles, supposedly Nintendo is telling developers to get their games 4K ready. And uh, a lot of people are freaking out going, oh, my God, it's going to be a new switch and everything like that. Well, I want to I want to kind of quell this a little bit. Um, listeners, I don't think there's going to be a new console. I think everyone's kind of freaking out over a non console thing. I think that what what we're going to see is we're going to see a new base for the switch that's going to be a booster to go up to 4K. Kind of like how the current base works because the current base takes everything from 720p to 1080p because it has a graphical booster in their charging stand. That's what I think is going to happen. I hope, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe they will come out with a 4k system. I highly doubt it. Uh, The most I think you'll see is maybe a slightly more powerful handheld and hopefully a larger one. But it, uh, but at this point, given the fact that they've already, had the chance to do that several times and haven't done it. And instead they made one that was even smaller. We all went, all right, well, I guess that's just not going to happen. <laughs> so the, the rumor mill for the, the XL has always been turning. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> might happen. Might not. If they do that, I could see it being an upgrade in that. Yeah. I could see it being a little bit larger. I don't see it being more po- that much more powerful, at least not 4k powerful. Like I said, I think it's just going to be the base. So I could see it. Yeah. Which is why I laughed. Like, I, like everybody's in there. Oh my God, we're going to, we're finally going to get the new console. People were freaking the fuck <laughs> out on some sites. I'm like, seriously? Like you guys don't know how Nintendo works. Do you? There's, there's <laughs> as much as I, as much as I like my switch, there's really nothing that I would personally play on there that really needs a graphical boost it, to begin with. <laughs> I don't have one game on my switch that really needs to be 4k. Yeah, <laughs> not not one. And like, on top of I that, think, I, I think that what the prettiest game on there is still Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. On top of that, Nintendo is the king of peripherals. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be a magnifier. Goes over your uh... damn it. Fuck. I was going to try and get you to stop talking while because Anderson was literally falling asleep on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping it was going to happen. I was really like, I'm like, stop. Like, don't don't say anything. (laughs) Because he's sitting there, eyes closed, mouth open, and slowly moving his head to the side, like, just kind of gnawing off. I'm like, oh, man, if this happens, it's going to be beautiful. (laughs) He won't ever be able to let this go because it'll always be recorded. <laughs> if it starts to happen again. You hear Rudy go quiet. Miles, just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a broom mock all over again. Um, Except for he has some control. <laughs> shouldn't pass uh, out when there's markers about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you know, the, Nintendo's the king of peripherals. They're yeah. always down to have you buy something new. And given the fact that the stand that they 
created for the Switch was originally available individually to buy. Like you could buy it separately for a short amount of time. I can totally see them doing a new one and saying, hey, here's the new one with the new stand. It's available for 4K. You can buy the stand upgrade, which upgrades your games to 4K on your televisions. And we'll sell it separately for a short time. And that's how we'll do it. I would see that. Totally see Nintendo doing that. Especially with the whole Mario Superstars 3D. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong, listeners. That's quite a possibility. Uh, I've been wrong in the past, but we'll see. After Superstars All-Star 3D got announced and how that's going, I could see it. Yeah. Speaking of limited, (laughs) since you brought that up, uh, the Mario All-Stars 3D. So a lot of fans are really pissed off at the fact that it is going to be out for a limited time. And I understand that. I don't think it's 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 not as big of a deal because Nintendo's done kind of limited runs for some games in the past. They did it with with the Kirby anniversary run. They did it with the or the uh, Mario twenty fifth anniversary run. Metroid uh, trilogy. The Metroid trilogy. But the thing is, is they've brought those back uh, a few times with uh, select re releases. So like the whole the, Disney the Nintendo, Vault thing. The Nintendo Selects, I think, is what it was. Uh, they brought back all those collections a, a couple times. So when people hear like, oh, it's Mario, you know, Mario All-Stars 3D and they don't see Mario All-Stars 3D 30, you know, 30th anniversary or anything like that attached to it, people start to go, okay, well, it's not really a special edition. Why are you doing a special run? Nintendo doesn't typically do this with any of their games. People are kind of pissed off about it. It throws people off. And on top of that, like, I don't think it has to do like, I don't think it's something that people should freak out about it, but I understand why it's happening because when you look at the shady shit that Nintendo has been doing for the past year, ever like sadly, ever since a executive, you know, Bowser took control and you had an EA executive in charge. It seems very much like more and more monetization and more and more shady shits happening from Nintendo. So when you see, so when fans see this, they immediately think it has to do, you know, it correlates with that. I honestly don't think it does. But I totally get why people are mad. Like, I mean, you get mad when you see like, oh, it's a limited run. What if I don't have a switch yet? What if I was going to get a switch next year? What if I was going to wait and see if Nintendo is going to release a newer version? Yet you're only going to offer this game, I think, what, till March? February or March 2021. Yeah, somewhere around there. The, the end of the actual fiscal year. So, yeah, you know, you yeah. have six months to buy it. Uh, once you've bought it digitally, you'll always have it. Now, granted, with the way digital capabilities are today, they could easily just make it available all the time. So I don't know why I don't know why Nintendo wants to make it a limited run. It's probably more, more likely to get people to rush to get it. I think it's more money and Nintendo's Nintendo's not known for, for making their games cheaper. So it would always be $60. You buy it now and you get it. It, It's basically what it comes down to with the super Mario 3d all-stars. It's not even to do with that. It's the fact of, they weren't able to do some reprogramming on Galaxy. Right? That pissed me off when I read that. So people who have switched lights can't play this game at all. You can't do pre-reprogramming? My ass. So listeners, what I'm talking about is particularly one of the three games in there is Super Mario Galaxy, which heavily used the Motion Nintendo Wiimote function functionalities to it. Instead of reprogramming it so you can use like a basic controller, they're still forcing you to use the whole motion controls. Yep, which is just fucking stupid. So people who had Nintendo Switch lights, which was marketed for, hey, here's a Nintendo Switch that doesn't have to be docked. It's just like a giant handheld. 
cannot play a iconic to me these 3d mario games are iconic games for the, the entire company yeah mario galaxy and mario galaxy 2 were really the main reason to own a wii yeah sunshine was a fantastic reason to get a gamecube yeah you know i think all of us have played super mario uh, 64, 64. Yeah. yeah mario 64 was that's the reason why you owned a 64 to begin with. It was the game that, that came out when it Gold came out. Nine. That Pilots, and Pilots was garbage. Zelda. Yeah. When they said they couldn't do the pro- the reprogramming, I went, that's bullshit. You could easily, a lot of, uh, most of the uh, Wiimote functions could be put to the left stick that didn't exist when the game came out, or right stick, however you want to do it. But that's just dumb. You guys do know your game used, or your games had the capability of not having uh, motion controls before this. And yet you refuse to go back in and just change the programming. Like to me, that wasn't, that was lazy. That wasn't had to do with, we couldn't reprogram it. That was, we were lazy. We just wanted to re- we didn't want re- to redistribute the game out. We didn't want to do it. And that's what it comes down to. Especially nowadays when we get so many remasters and remakes that we know reprogramming can be done. Yeah. Well, on the topic of Nintendo, you had Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity announced. Yeah, yeah I don't it. care about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice that you don't. Uh, Anderson and I played the it. shit out of the first one. I um, I bought the first one twice. Yeah. yeah. The, shit out the, the new one um, coming out. Looks looks decent. Looks fun. Yeah. I was talking to Varga about this, listeners, that Warriors, Hyrule Warriors is the best selling console Warriors game of all time. Because they make, you know, spinoff games, you know, one for Gundam, one for other franchises. And Hyrule Warriors brought in a fuck ton of money, so it made no sense that they would make another one. one. Yeah. (laughs) So Hyrule Warriors is definitely not a reason why to own a Switch. Or, and the previous one was a Wii U or Switch. So they're doing it all over again. What Miles is bringing up is a prequel to Breath of the Wild, which is kind of cool they're trying to do something with it. Okay, I got a question. Does Link have a fake beard on in the cover art and stuff? Because it looks like it looks like they put what looks like a a fake beard that's attached to like his sideburns and goes down below his chin line, and then just kind of sits there. I was like, that that looks terrible. No, that's that's just his hair. All right. Now I would say the lame tastic part is the fact that Nintendo would try to get you to do a digital pre order, yeah. and the only instance they gave you is, hey, you get these exclusive. A uh, weapon, which is a ladle and a pot. <laughs> Miles, what's your thoughts on how the new Hyrule Warriors going to pick it up? Uh, I would, I would absolutely get it right out the gate if we could actually do online co-op. That way, we could still yeah. play together. But from My what guts, I understand, it's only going to have yeah. local. So I'm, mm-hmm. I will probably hold off just because I know I've got a lot of fucking games coming out uh, over the next several months <laughs> to play. But we'll see. Yeah. Miles, I, I posted the image that I'm talking about to our chat. You take a look at it, and you'll see what I'm saying. <laughs> but I would agree with you on that one, Miles. Like I'm getting yeah, it anyways because I'm on. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird picture. When I saw it, I'm like, but it is just his hair. <laughs> I, I think it's just fake the angle. Beard? Yeah, it's, but it, I see what you're yeah, saying. But when I saw, I was like, does he have a fake beard on? <laughs> that looks so fucking terrible. What the hell's going on? It's Sean and Gus's half beard. <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> yeah now that's all thing major from nintendo i could think of uh they came out with that gimmicky uh rc 
car augmented reality game that uses i'm assuming it comes with the rc cars to play but i think i think it comes with a car and a couple of the gates that it needs for the track when when i saw that the the old school child of me would have totally been all over that like that's so fucking cool uh, adult me goes that's fucking dumb as shit dumb. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly it. it's kind of like the uh what's what's the the dumbass cardboard games that they came out with labo oh, labo labo the ones that they quickly abandoned it's super gimmicky and yeah while kids may love it and it may sell well initially it won't continue to sell it's not going to make a ton of money so they're not going to keep it around very long. So it's going to be one of those limited runs that they do. Yeah. Nintendo does this, does this all the time. Now, I could see them doing something like that with like an indoor arcade, you know, setting it up so that, you know, you have kind of live, well, not live action, but I, I, AR uh, Mario Kart, competitive Mario Kart. That'd be kind of <laughs> interesting. Yeah. But that's that's about the best application that I could see them even remotely doing with that. Uh, Ubisoft Forward, yeah, had Ubisoft. their thing. You be boring, <laughs> yeah. You be boring. You be boring. Uh, there was nothing forward forward about it. It was very lame. And uh, the most they showed off was finally we see gameplay, like actual gameplay, and not a Stadia leak for what is called Immortals now. Immortals, uh, Phoenix, 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 Phoenix Rising. Rising. Yeah. <laughs> Was gods and monsters? Which gods and monsters? We is can't, such a better title. Yeah, you, we we're French. We can't spell Phoenix. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you guys are phonics? closer to Greece than we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I saw the the Phoenix rising, I, like the spelling for it, I went, "My dyslexia is pissed right now." <laughs> like, do you know how listeners? Do you know how hard it is to read things correctly when they're written correctly for me? Compared to if somebody misspells shit, my brain goes, what the fuck? Yeah, it winds up turning unfair fights into unfair flights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, the game game looks decent. Um, you know, I would be interested in playing it, but it's not really all that imaginative. It's yeah. it's really taking a Assassin's Creed Odyssey's you know, mythology and mashing it up with breath of the wild yeah and they said um, it was heavily it was heavily inspired by breath of the wild i mean and at, I least get they that. Copped, I, I, at least they they copped up to that They're like yeah, we, oh, yeah. We, we absolutely did this we saw this it was inspiring to us and we wanted to do something similar so yeah i, I i'm not saying it's a ripoff it's just it's not it's not terribly creative yeah nothing yeah. it it's, doesn't come across as unique enough for you to be like yeah and compelled to be like i gotta play this i want to play this uh, whereas a lot of people are looking at it and going, it looks like Breath of the Wild. I have to play this. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even finished Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and uh, that's, you know, it, listeners, if you're looking forward to it, cool. Yeah, it, look, it looks awesome. It yeah, looks we, more solid than a lot of their other games they've been showing off as of late. Yeah, amazingly. Um, um, we'll, we'll, and you'll have to is, let us know when you fall through the world. Yeah, which is, is even funnier <laughs> since Ubisoft Ford had absolutely nothing really to show for watchdogs assassin's creed valhalla or far cry <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was, it was so, a lot of rainbow six let's just it was so weird that, to me that they were having a forward like this that they were doing a any kind of presentation because i thought we had already seen everything they had to show and i didn't understand what they were gonna like what what were you doing this for 
to have your own show for you wasted time and your own money to do this. And you didn't show off anything new for, I don't know, uh, beyond good and evil. Right. You didn't show off anything for, uh, a new splinter cell. Speaking of splinter cell, I'm half surprised that Sam Fisher didn't show up in, you know, uh, immortals Phoenix or Phoenix rising. The Phoenix rising. <laughs> I think that's how you say it too, Anderson. Phoenix. Exactly. Phoenix rise. Phoenix rise. Phoenix. You don't say you don't say rising. You say Phoenix rise. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh Oh, that angered me as seeing Sam Fisher like, as a different character. Like, fuck, give me a new Splinter Cell. Sam Fisher in in Go- Rainbow, Six. Rainbow Six, Sam Fisher in Ghost Recon, Sam Fisher in everything else that's not a Splinter Cell game. I'm partially surprised he's not in Watch Dogs. I'm disappointed that he's not involved in Assassin's Creed now. I, I'm amazed Assassin's that they brought Creed back. Sam Finn. I'm, I'm amazed they brought back. Uh, what's his name? Is it Aiden? Aiden, Aiden Pierce. Aiden Pierce. Yes, I'm surprised they brought back Aiden Pierce and just didn't turn him into Sam Fisher. <laughs> Sam Fisher's in in Watch Dogs now too. What? Great. If I ever want to play another Splinter Cell, I'll just go back to the actual Splinter Cell games again and and play those because that's. That's really all you're telling me, Ubisoft, is that you have no one that can program a decent Splinter Cell game, so you just put him in everything else. Even though you've had Michael Ironside come back twice now to redo the voice for Sam Fisher, it, it's clear to me that he's okay with doing the character again. What the fuck? They're trolling their own fans at this point for the series. I mean, they're Fans have been asking for a Splinter Cell game for years. I remember it turns out that uh, a lot of their leadership was playing grab ass. So no wonder shit didn't get done. Yeah. Then they had that <laughs> weird freaking video that they they claimed they couldn't put into the forward. No, you just didn't want to include it in the forward because you didn't want people seeing that, you know, an apology in your in your forward. That's literally what it is. Ubisoft, you weren't it wasn't time constraints. It was just you didn't want to have you didn't want to taint your. Uh, entire video with having your CEO sitting in front of everybody saying, Hey, sorry, I didn't know this was happening in my own company. Uh, this is all news to me, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't even really a real apology. It came off very disingenuous. And that's usually what ends up happening with most cor- most corporations. Listeners, this isn't new. I mean, we've, we've seen this happen multiple times with, with EA and Activision so much that it's just, we're sorry. It's the, right. the, the BP of apologies. At this point, we, we kind of sit there and like it had, you know, it's different if somebody were to come out and say, OK, immediately, hey, I'm sorry this ever took place. I literally did not know this was happening within my own company because as a CEO, not everything travels up the chain to me. And unfortunately, I don't I don't hear about everything, at, like everything that's taking place in my company's lives. It's a big company. I can understand if they sat there and they said on it, like just genuinely told people, this is what's taking place. I have no idea what's happening. I'll be honest. I don't control. As a CEO, you really don't control all of your company, especially in a company that size, because you don't know all those things. So I'm willing to give him some of the benefit of the doubt. But the problem is, is that they wait so long and go for so freaking long and wait for somebody in PR to write their speeches for them. That instead of coming off as a genuine apology, it just comes off as the same old bullshit we've heard all over, over and over again. And we're seeing through it. Listeners, I hate to tell you this. PR, there are times where PR works and there are a lot of times where PR fails completely. Yeah. Trust somebody who's worked in marketing. There are times when PR should not be making, should not be writing and making your speeches and making your replies for you. Too fucking easy to do the right thing. 
you waited too long. Like this is something that uh, I'm, I'm going to probably mispronounce his name because I don't think it sounds exactly like this, but Guillermo uh, should have actually said openly right away. I had no clue this was happening to my company. I am so very sorry for everyone involved. I'm so sorry for uh, those who had to you know, go through this kind of experiences. This is something that should have been brought to my attention immediately. And because of that, we're going to be making changes internally on how situations like this are handled. When there's a complaint, it is brought directly to my attention. Because most of the time, CEOs don't hear about these complaints. They don't hear about sexual harassment. They don't hear about stuff like that in large companies. Ideally, it's why you have an HR team. Yeah, that's supposed the to be. The problem is, is we were finding out a lot of these HR teams are just sweeping shit under the rug. Yeah, especially when they're married to some of these shitheads. So yeah, his his response should have just been like, from now on, we're doing we're going to start doing things differently. When there's a complaint, I get to hear about it. I have to hear about it because I have to know what's happening in my own company. It'd be nice to see a CEO take that kind of responsibility and say, look, I realize that there are lots of things happening and that's the HR is supposed to handle a lot of this stuff. But I should be made aware of when things like this are taking place, of when there are complaints being brought up, of when there are people feel like they're being harassed. Like that's stuff that should be brought to the CEO's attention, especially if it's happening on this scale. When you had this many people telling, hey, this is what's happening to me. This is what's happening to me. This is the amount of times I've complained to HR. These are the receipts from HR that says that I complained when HR didn't do anything. Well, that's kind of strange. You know, I can understand if it's a one off like listeners, you've heard from my experience, but I can and I can understand if it's just one person that makes a complaint. But when it's this many people making complaints about the same people, at some point, HR has to start going, there might be something to this. (laughs) I think there might be a problem. Maybe we should bring it up. Maybe we should talk to the guy who owns the company. And if he didn't know about that stuff. That's a problem. If he did know about that stuff, that's another problem. So when this happened and it was this, you know, it's gone, been going on for the past, for some people, years, given the amount of complaints that they've had, but being brought to the attention of the, of, of, uh, the public, when it goes on this long and your, your response isn't to, to sit there and say, hey, this is, you know, this was on me too. I should have done something. I should have known about it. And you wait several weeks before you finally make a statement. And then you don't want to make the statement in your forward. And you, you tell people, oh, it's because of time constraints on YouTube. <laughs> time restraints on YouTube. That forward was over an hour. So what was the time restraints or constraints? Like what, what were you trying to make time for? Anyways, the yeah, the overall, the forward was just kind of like, eh, this is just OK. It's not the greatest thing I've seen. And. It's all kind of meh from Ubisoft, and yeah, it's kind of part of the course. They're coming out with a game called Writer's Republic because they're trying to capitalize on the uh, massive multiplayer, you know, nonsense. Yeah, kind of like Fall Guys and everything. It's like a battle royale, uh, steep. Yeah, essentially. essentially. That's, that's. I mean, it looks looks a little bit more uh, like you got more activities than Steep did, and it's a little bit more comical looking. I pointed out uh, to Anderson in one of the clips they showed a uh, guy who was on a uh, wingsuit clip through an entire canyon wall. Yeah, it bounced off two walls. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, well, there you go. Great programming. I would probably actually play this with you guys if it was free to play because it looks like it's going to be microtransactions galore for cosmetics. But if oh, it was yeah. free to play, I'd try it. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, yeah if it, if didn't it was, cost, I, like I, I would maybe consider it if it was like thirty dollars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, steep was not good. <laughs> that's and that's why I said maybe consider it. Like I'd, yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to have a demo because steep was terrible. Yeah, I would um, have to. Have thankfully, a demo listeners, we we didn't yeah. we didn't pay anything for steep. <laughs> no, but uh, we actually got to play that one for free. Yeah, it was ambitious. I, I gave them that. You know, it was it was really cool that they took this location and, and tried to do that, but it just didn't pan out. Yeah, that's partially like what, why Miles, when you asked me if I would if I would play uh, the co op for uh, New Dawn, uh, New Dawn, I get. I was it. like, I'm so kind of done with with fucking Ubisoft as a whole. <laughs> at I get this it. point. <laughs> so I kind of felt bad that this at the same time, like ah, like I. Oh, it's all good. They also had uh, some sort of rollerball game. I forget the actual name of it. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't find anything really about what what that whole deal is like it. I saw the trailer for it looked like it was a free to play. Yeah. And, and hopefully that would be the case because it's, it, it, it looks potentially fun, especially with, with a team that, you know, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I certainly didn't come across as a, as a full price game, maybe priced like kind of like how, uh, how, what's that one with the cars that play soccer? Oh yeah. Rocket yeah, League. Yeah. Rocket League. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It kind of, came across like that to me. So like maybe 20 bucks, 20, yeah. $30. I think 30 would be reaching, but uh, I think $20, if they were to charge money, might be that kind of sweet spot for it or free to play. If you're going to charge people for extra shit. The only thing else uh, that was really you know, kind of noteworthy and it's almost not because it's kind of par for the course. Hey, yeah. Aiden Pierce is locked behind a paywall for watchdogs Legion. Shocker. <laughs> and he has his own missions and his own backstory. Yeah. It's like uh, they're locking the off content that isn't part of the base purchase of the game. Yeah. I, I still, uh, I still I, laugh you know how they, they made that announcement <laughs> year, like over years back. Listeners, Ubisoft made an announcement that they weren't going to paywall anything. In other words, they weren't going to block off content that was potentially story that was kind of important or pertinent to the game that, that was made itself. This didn't pertain to expansions and stuff like that. It pertained to just the main story. And one of the things that they said was like, we're not going to wall off content. We're not going to we're not going to make you pay for extra story. That's that's kind of important to the main story. And we all laughed and went, that's bullshit. They're immediately going to renege on this. And And they did did. (laughs) immediately. It was it was the next a, you know, the sec- the next Assassin's Creed, they immediately reneged on it and made things that were required. And it was for uh, Origins. Origins. And Origins required you to buy the DLC in order to get the actual origin story. <laughs> yeah. The, the one that's the one that actually tells the story of starting the Brotherhood. The actual ending. <laughs> Which even then was very generic and blind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We called that out, and a lot of people were making the statement that never happened. That's never that's never been the case. Uh, Miles got into several got into several conversations, not really arguments because it's not an argument when you win immediately. Um, yeah. <laughs> where people said that's not true and told told us that this can't you know the, you guys are full of shit. And all we had to do was point them to the articles that sh- that, that showed this is what Ubisoft said. And that they, they actually said these things and then directly imme- from the CEO. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they immediately reneged on it. So 
Ubisoft's continuing that tradition of, yep, we're just going to continue to give you story that you're going to have to pay for that could have easily just been part of the game to begin with and should have been part of the game to begin with. So, uh, you know, it's up to you on whether or not you want to buy it. I personally think that it's, I, I would rather pay for this kind of content than pay for the other content that we've been getting from EA and Activision. True. Uh, but speaking of EA and Activision, there was a big rumor that Warner Brothers games was going to be bought out by EA and Activision. And a lot of people were freaking out and worried about it. And I don't know why people were worried about it because Ubisoft or uh, not Ubisoft, uh, Warner Brothers games <laughs> has a lot of, yeah, it's hard not to talk about them after you've already been talking about them. My bad. They're all so similar. Uh, Warner Brothers games is very much like Activision and EA already. They've had quality issues that they completely told people that basically it wasn't their fault. Like, we don't care. We're not going to fix it. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and look at what happened with Warner Arkham Brothers Knight. and Arkham Knight on the PC. Terrible port told basically everybody, well, fuck it. Sorry, we have your money. I mean, they, they literally tried to listen. Yeah, it was a they lazy li- port. They, they literally tried it. to jip me out of out of money on my end. I had bought it for the PC and they basically tried to tell me, oh, no, you can't get a refund. And they also took away the pre-order content that I had because I had to switch over to console because it was so terrible on PC. Um. Uh, they, they have the same policies that EA and Activision already have. So everybody going and getting really concerned with, Oh, I'm worried that if they own them, that they're going to, they're going to ruin some franchises. Uh, Warner brothers games is going to do that on their own. That's kind of evident what's going on over there. Uh, if you don't know what I'm, if you, if you don't believe me, look at what's going to happen. I guarantee you something's going to happen with Gotham Knights. I'm not going to go into that game expecting them to be any different because when you have uh, games that are set up with level walls for no reason and on top of that, all of your villains level up with you, you're you're automatically implementing practices that have been used by other gaming, like other gaming companies that are notoriously awful, just super grindy and designed to keep you playing. And Warner Brothers games even though they've said it's not going to be games as a service, I bet you anything they're going to have a fast track capability that will give you extra XP instantly, just like Ubisoft has done, just like EA does, just like Activision does. You get extra XP instantly and you get whatever is going to be the in-game currency for things. They're going to have these things option, like as an option to buy as like booster packs. That shit guaranteed it's going to happen again. I don't know why people were worried about it and freaking out about it, but apparently it's good news for everyone. Uh, okay, whatever. I don't see them as as much of a difference. If you want to see a difference, go look at how indie developers actually treat their customers. How well, I shouldn't say all of them, but how many of them treat their customers. Let's look up CD look Project at how Red. CD Project Red treats their customers. And speaking of CD Project Red, they had a kind of an interesting thing where another monetization thing was brought up where they were talking about how they were going to be monetizing certain portions of the game, that's but it would be multiplier. stuff that that's what just multiplier. Uh, yeah. It's as they go yeah. into the multiplayer and they said that they're going to be doing things that, you know, it's not, not unusual for a company to say these things because we've heard it from multiple companies time and time again, saying we're going to monetize things, but we're going to make it sure, make sure it's fun. Rarely do I have fun spending money. (laughs) Uh, So you're going to have to really, really justify it. I have a little bit of faith in in CD Projekt Red because what they've done in the past. um, Their track record's pretty good. Their track record's pretty good. So 
I will give them the benefit of the doubt right now. It's always worrying for a company to make statements like this, but I'm not going to blow it out of proportion. I'm not going to worry about it. And there was a lot of clickbait going around of like, oh, they're going to monetize the crap out of it. And it's not different than the conversation they had over a year ago where it talked about something similar where they were going to be adding multiplayer and people freaked out over that. And they said they were going to be having monetization that was very similar to what they've done with The Witcher, which is DLC expansions. Which actually added for the to the game. Player. So now they're talking about multiplayer monetization and people are freaking out. So anything else to bring up that we haven't talked about yet that happened over the last two weeks? Or just I up- go crazy over technology. Yeah. <laughs> and my mind immediately went over the fact that I feel like this is an EA PR move of putting EA play into uh, the Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Miles, you were you were not ex- I shouldn't say excited, but you were glad to see this uh, just for the simple fact that it just shows the really the yeah, value for for Game Pass, just, right? It's just more value for Game Pass. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know what kind of percentage EA is getting out of it, but it means that anything that EA puts on there, I don't have to fucking buy if I want to check it out. So yeah. I don't have to That's support true. them directly. That's nice. My perspective of EA playing the blast was just basically let you demo all their games. It wasn't full version unless it was an older title. Yeah. uh, Unless it's old stuff, EA doesn't really put uh, full their, their full games on there. You get like trial versions for new stuff, which never really showed any value to me in the past for, for EA play, but that's just for EA play. Uh, I will agree for you with you in the fact that it's nice that they're adding a include you know, like including another service with Game Pass. Uh, they've already said in the past that Game Pass is going to include XCloud, which is going to be their streaming service. Which I honestly think, listeners, that's going to be end up being the thing that uh, the Probably lower the lower end Xbox is going to depend heavily on, since it doesn't have a disk drive and it only has 500, uh, 500 gigabytes for hard drive space. Pretty sure that console is going to be mostly geared towards trying to get people into xCloud and using their streaming service. But with that said, yeah, it's nice to see Game Pass adding more services. And I probably won't be using EA Play personally because I've had EA Play back when it was Origins. And I think it was a shitty service then. It's a shitty but, service now. It doesn't add any kind of any kind of value other than the fact that, oh, I can play older EA games. You can well, finally check out uh, Sea of Solitude. I know you were looking I actually forward own to it. that. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, when they put it on sale for five bucks. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give you $5, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I, I, don't get me wrong, listeners. I felt bad because at the same time, I I know that they, they were a developer within EA that really did have a kind of a set dream on what they were going to do. And it was super creative and all that stuff. But I just could not give in to giving a full price. Like, full price money for any game, even an indie title like that to EA, EA anymore. I just had enough of them. I'm, I'm so fed up. So when they were like, ah, it's on sale for five bucks. I was like, all right, I'll buy, I'll, I'll pay you $5. So it's kind of like that thing of like when you, when you and I were talking about like EA, like it's not really uh, giving money to EA directly. Well, you're yeah. technically correct. It's just a partnership. So EA would get their money from that partnership, regardless of even if you play, EA play or not I'm sure they're getting like a certain cut to use that service yeah I'm always curious as to whether or not it's a certain cut based off how many people actually utilize the service or not but 
Uh, I don't know. Would, yeah, it seems the like details. the kind that probably flat rated it. Like, oh, yeah. we need we need two percent of every single membership or something. Yeah, I could totally um, see that. And speaking of Game Pass, uh, I played uh, Hello Games' new game, uh, The Last Campfire. Uh, it was it was pretty good. It's a really simple uh, puzzle game, and not not a whole lot of difficulty to it. But the art style is is really nice and simple. Uh, really dig that kind of um cell shaded esque uh art style. Yeah. Uh it was and it's narrated. <laughs> and I didn't know that you could change the narration voice uh until I'd already finished the game. So I had a uh British narr- a narration the entire time when I could have had English or Australian or <laughs> British is English. A, a few different ones. Uh, American English. It, it okay. literally, literally has, literally has the designation in there. Um, well, I'm sure it does, but like that's why I was like, that's why I was playing. Yeah. I'm like, no, British I get you. Is, is yeah. Um, uh, but it changes. You know, apparently, it changes the accent. Question of whoever the narrator is. One of the options, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, I think it's a uh, okay. I would, means- I would assume that because uh, I don't think it lets you choose the. Uh, gender of the voice uh yeah. for me it was female narration the entire way um but yeah that'd be actually kind of funny uh oh dude actually, if it was morgan freeman I'd buy, I'd buy that game <laughs> yeah. i would have interest it's, if it was a samuel L. jackson <laughs> but it's a 15 dollar game so it's was wasn't bad i was right. happy with it like i said morgan freeman bought uh, <laughs> the other thing i on my own i did a little bit of research before I did a micro nap on you guys. Speaking of which, IOI, I mean EA. So something Vargo and I were talking about, and he brought it to my point, is talking about how these live service games are doing free upgrades into the next system. Yeah. So like Destiny 2 is going to automatically be, if you already own it, you can play it on PS5, new Xbox. Activision and Take-Two aren't. Yeah, basically. Cause <laughs> for I looked- specific games, they're making you pay an extra $10 fee in order to get it for the next generation. What's even funnier is the fact that people asked, like, since uh, Activision's uh, next Call of Duty, I guess, is going to be available on Xbox uh, Series X. Yeah. Uh, the day that the because Xbox Series X is going to be out by the time the, the game comes out, as far as I know, uh, I could be wrong, listeners. I, I didn't check on the date. I thought that the uh, I thought the game was coming out in uh, November, but it might be in October, actually. But it'll be available on the next generation console when the console's out. I thought that was funny because people asked, well, what's the next generation version going to cost? And people were saying, you, you want me to pay an extra $10 for the same game? And Activision said, yep. <laughs> yeah, see, but I did some research on just live service games. So, like, I double-checked uh, Destiny 2 was part of it, Marvel's Avengers, Fortnite, Warframe. The list actually grew, jumped over. Then I, I just typed in Anthem. Yeah. They're even expecting people to pay 10 bucks to play Anthem on the next console. <laughs> <laughs> oh, EA, you'd have to pay me $10 to play that game again at this point. <laughs> I like the, uh, I, I can't remember who pointed it out, but I like how somebody pointed out, like, well, what do you charge PC players for the game? <laughs> yeah. The PC gamers are still getting it for $60 and they can already play it in 4K. That's weird. That's strange. I wonder how that Shouldn't works Shouldn't you out. be making my game cheaper? <laughs> yeah. 
because it can't play it as well as theirs. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was telling people it's fucking horseshit. Like the whole ten dollars extra for a game, it's yeah. literally just to see if they can get away with it. Oh yeah, that's all it is. And everybody going, they are. everybody going, well, it costs more to make games now. It does. But amazingly enough, games still cost the same on PC. What you don't also don't usually hear about that is more games are being sold. <laughs> yeah. So since we talked about PCs. After all this stuff has been coming out for the next generation consoles and everything like that, and what we've been doing or what they've been doing for <laughs> uh, Sony and what they've been doing for Xbox. We've all been waiting on the PC side to find out, well, what's going to happen with what what is a what is AMD and what is NVIDIA going to show off? And NVIDIA, like we have AMD's gone oddly quiet after NVIDIA <laughs> after, after NVIDIA's conference. And I'm wondering if it has to do with the fact that they just went, oh, shit, because uh, NVIDIA dropped a fucking nuke on the table, which is funny because, you know, when uh, AMD came back, I was kind of hoping this would start. You know, like the arms race they used to have. Yeah. And uh, apparently they weren't ready for this fight. Yeah. So um, NVIDIA. So NVIDIA shows off their next generation uh, graphics cards. And when I say next generation, it's legitimately next generation listeners. The RTX uh, 2080 series was a good series and it had a next generation leap on the simple fact of introducing ray tracing in itself which is a big jump, which is what you're going to be getting in the next generation consoles. And that's why next generation consoles have been really pushing on its RTX. They have RTX in it. They have ray tracing. They're really trying to get you guys to understand that ray tracing is actually a big deal. And it is very much a big deal because it changes a lot of things for games. Uh, Miles is, you know, you've seen it just from uh, seeing the visuals in Metro Exodus on when you see Metro Exodus. Normally it looks Eh, it looks okay, but if you see I've, it on a I've, PC with ray tracing, suddenly it's a different story. I've had to implement ray tracing. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah, and it's even more amazing to me that they turned around and used it for sound as well. Right. So I'm gonna ask a question as I'm you know smashing two rocks together over okay. here. So somebody who's a complete idiot. So to help out other listeners, when you say Nvidia and AMD, those are the two major graphic cards companies. Yes, AMD okay. makes the GPUs for all of our consoles currently. I think NVIDIA, also for our phones for the most part too, right? Yes. And NVIDIA makes, uh, they make some mobile GPUs, um, primarily for like the, uh, streaming systems, stuff like that. But their big thing is making GPUs and making and concentrating heavily on AI application. So when these two companies face off against each other, the better off we are as a, as a consumer. Yes. As long as they're directly competing and, yeah. I think that AMD's movements with their CPUs and seeing what they were planning on doing with GPUs and what they were doing with their console, with the consoles made NVIDIA really go, we need to really step it up. We got a lot of crap for the uh, RTX, uh, the first RTX generation being a step up, but not being quite as powerful as it should be in comparison to our previous generation. And that listeners, well, it could do RTX and that was a big, big step. At the same time, implementing RTX in most games is so taxing for a game or for the for the card that utilizing it was almost impossible to do at 60 frames per second because you'd have to turn off so many other settings in order to get ray tracing to work properly that you'd sit there and go, well, it wasn't really worth it. And that was the big problem they had for a long time. And people couldn't understand why they were charging upwards of $1,400 to even a $2,000 for a graphics card 
on the high end graphics card ends just to get the performance that we were that that gamers were looking for. So Nvidia comes in with the RTX 30 series and they've got the 3080, the 3070 and then they drop the fucking nuke on the table with the 3090. Bringing back the 90 series is a big deal for for PC gamers because anytime they've done the the 90 at the end, that means that's the top end card. This is the card that's going to be the big boss to beat. And they were not joking when they said it was the big boss when he pulled that thing out. It was like he was holding a child. <laughs> uh, this is about the equivalent of them walking into the room and slapping their dick on the table and saying, what? Yeah. Where do you, you go? You know, it's going to be really interesting for that guy's family, especially around the holidays, because uh, the head of NVIDIA, his niece is who runs AMD. <laughs> uh, I can only hope that this is going to push AMD even harder to come out with something that's truly competitive. But from what we saw with their performance gains, they've already had, we've already seen benchmarks coming out from uh, Digital Foundry and stuff like that. This card is ludicrously powerful. And it's just, and they, the stuff they've been showing off is just the 3080. And the 3080 uh, compared to the, the 2080 is leaps and bounds ahead of it. It gets upwards of 80% more performance out of the card than it was before with ray tracing. That's huge. If you compare these cards to what's coming out in the next generation of consoles, the next generation consoles aren't next generation. That's how powerful these cards are. So that when I saw that show off, I immediately went, okay, we're probably going to get the mid step for next generation. (laughs) Uh, As much as I don't want to see it, I can totally see it after that because these, the, these new setups are going to just be just nuts. And the craziest part about it was when they announced the pricing. So they announced the pricing for the card and the 3080 is launching at 700 bucks, which is tremendously low compared to its previous generation when it launched. And the 3090, which is their top tier card, is going to be at 1400. And to put that in comparison, my Titan X that I have cost me uh, over $1,600 to get. And the Titan X, when it came out, was what was used for rendering machine, which is why I bought it. I bought it at the time when I was sitting there going, well, I don't want to replace my card for a long, my graphics card for a long time. And it's still held up. It's still really a a great card. And it is starting to show its age now. And the thing for me is this is coming out about the time when I'm starting to look at upgrades. So this was perfect timing for me. Yeah. So. If you are a PC gamer and you are sitting there going, well, I'm thinking about replacing my RTX 2080, don't do it. Wait for at least 18 months. And I know it's a huge jump. And I know that I said it's a massive jump compared to last generation. It is. But in 18 months, they're going to be coming out with something even better. And if you can hold out for then, comparatively what for what games can do right now, if you can hold out till then, you're solid. If, you are, if you're on Pascal, which is the generation before the RTX cards, the GT or the uh, yeah the GTX uh, 1080s. If you're on those, it's safe to upgrade. If you're looking at that, it's safe to upgrade. So, uh, that's my take on it. It's unbelievable uh, that they were to drop it. The, the other thing that was crazy was the fact that, like the the 3090 comes with like what 20 something 24 like gigs of uh, of RAM on it. I was like, damn. The, the, and the regular one comes with uh, 11, I think. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. The thing I'm excited about is they announced it far enough out that I can actually put the money away to get a 3090. Yeah. So 
Yeah, uh, I think the uh, the main cards, the 1080 or sorry, the uh, the 3080s and the 3070s are coming out. They're going to be available for uh, to buy or purchase this month. I think in the next couple of days, actually, um, from what I remember, I think it's the. I think it was it was either this week or next week. Is it next week? Maybe. Yeah, I, I can't it, remember. I think it might have been Monday. It, I, I saw September in the date and went, "Wow, okay, that was fast." So. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a uh, Dreamcast move, but then again, it's NVIDIA, so it'll take, you know, most customers take a while to actually get uh, the cards that they want or uh, they wait for the upgraded versions to come out later. Um, That's probably what I'm going to end up having to do. But this card dropped and I immediately went, okay, well, I might have to reconsider not getting an Xbox right away and might have to just look at investing in getting a graphics card because my graphics card is getting pretty old. And when I say pretty old, my graphics card is over five years old. (laughs) And for a PC, that's a big difference, uh, especially with how games are coming out with or with what games are coming out in the future. I mean, Cyberpunk looks like it's going to melt my PC, and I'm hoping that's not the case when it comes out. But I highly, highly doubt I'll be able to play that game at anything above 1080p, given the uh, capabilities of my card at this point. I'm excited for that <clears throat> game, but I know I'm not going to be able to play it any time in the next year. Yeah. I was watching the uh, the new trailer that they put out, and I heard my graphics processor cough. While your, graphics- I was- <laughs> your GPU could definitely handle it. I th- the biggest problem I think is really just your uh, your main board and your uh, your memory. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna start putting away money for upgrades yeah. here in the next month. I've I've got a couple bills I need to pay first, but I'm gonna start putting money away for upgrades. Hopefully, by the time I'm gonna say my birthday rolls around, I'll have some of that fixed. Yeah. Listeners, if you're one of those people who's just like, well, the PlayStation has a super fast, ultra fast, you know, SSD and PCs can't compete with that. Uh, It's not true anymore. (laughs) Uh, NVIDIA announced with their graphics card that the one of the things that they put in there is the ability for uh, controlling how information is fed to the GPU. And it will now let the GPU bypass the CPU entirely and let the game feed directly into the GPU and it will take care of all of that, which means no delay, which means no, no relaying from the the hard drive to the CPU to the GPU. It will go directly from the hard drive to the GPU and that's it. So it's that's and don't get me wrong. There's going to be games that have to take advantage of that. Absolutely. But if NVIDIA is doing this, you can guarantee AMD is looking at something very similar, especially given the capabilities of the PlayStation. I have a feeling that that's kind of how PlayStation is getting away with their fast load times is because they've had this kind of technology implemented into it. So it's very exciting. It's very cool stuff. I look forward to moving on to a generation where we don't have load times anymore, where we don't have black screens that we just sit there and let them you know, spool where Destiny's not blinding me in the face for a solid minute <laughs> while it loads me into the game. It's very exciting stuff. It's very cool. I <laughs> <laughs> figure if you impair, if they impair your vision, they, they don't have to worry so much about their frame rates. And <laughs> yeah. uh, some of the other stuff they talked about with the NVIDIA was the uh, DSLL, which is a technology that has been drastically changing video games. And that's the the fact that they can take games and put them in at a a lower resolution and it will upgrade them 
and make games in the end look better in 4K than they do with native 4K. And that's a big, big leap. And that's where a lot of video game developers are going with uh, most of their tech. And that's going to be true in the next generation of consoles, which is going to be cool. I think that uh, that's something that the next generation of consoles are desperately going to need is something that takes kind of that load off of not having everything at 4K because in order to generate something at 4K is unbelievable how much, like how many resources it requires in order to do that. So when you saw that demo for Unreal's uh, engine, new engine that's coming out, uh, or should I say Epic's new engine that's coming out, the uh, the new Unreal engine, the stuff that you saw in there, a lot of that stuff that they were showing off is being done also with DSL or DSLL. And they're able to take lower quality, like lower quality elements and increase their quality just through it taking small bits of information. It takes like basically smaller bits of information and recreates what the rest of inf- the information should be. Really cool technology. Uh, one of the things that they showed in uh, for NVIDIA was showing a extremely pixelated uh, visual of uh, kind of flying through a factory. And if you saw the original image, it looks like complete shit. And then they show what the image looks like with with DSLL and you're like, holy crap. It's like, it's like taking an image that looks like it's pixelated to like 24 or like 240 P and increasing it to four to, to 1080 only instead of it being completely jumbled and, and fuzzy and shit, it actually looks like it should look like an image. <laughs> you're like, Oh, okay. That's crazy that you're able to take such little information and create information adds in all the tessellation. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is where we're getting into enhance. We are now actually getting to the point where we can visually enhance imagery that couldn't be, you know, you're creating pixels where pixels didn't exist. That's literally what's happening, listeners. So if you've ever seen that episode of Futurama where they zoom in and he just says enhance and the image doesn't get any better when they zoom in, it just gets really pixelated. That's the way technology used to work. And now we are actually getting to the point where you're seeing things that happen in Hollywood, you know, TV shows where they say, can you enhance the image here? And they zoom in on, you know, a CCTV camera or something like that. And the image is perfect quality. That's what's happening now. Yeah, it's essentially (laughs) doing what kind of the human brain actually does and fills in missing information with what it believes to be correct. Absolutely. You're that's a great example. Thank you. It's it's magic. (laughs) It's it's magic. (laughs) That's super impressive. Really, really, uh, it's got to be really exciting time for for devs that have to do all that shit because that engine makes things look like it's going to be way fucking easier. Oh, yeah. I was looking at getting into. (laughs) And that's what and that's what that's what a lot of uh, a lot of companies are are looking at trying to do. I mean, this is the reason why NVIDIA is creating the technologies they are they're they're creating uh, as well as AMD. It's the reason why uh, Epic started creating their engine this way. It's the reason why uh, Crytek is creating is has revamped the entire Cry engine to mimic these kind of capabilities because they want to take away some of the work that has been so painstaking for developers and costing money. I don't know if you saw this, Miles, uh, at all, but they showed a video that showed the using a their AI tech that they've mm-hmm. been creating to allow for lip mimicking like uh, lip sync mm. for any language and without having to program in how the, how the mouse should move. 
they showed the person <laughs> talking and it just it would just change with them i was like that's nuts yeah that sounds like some reverse engineering shit that they made for like the military <laughs> to like yeah, right read, read people's, people's fucking, fucking lips <laughs> Uh, the other thing was, uh, traversal, uh, capabilities. One of the things that they've uh, worked on with, with, uh, AI is using AI to teach robots how to move, right? Traverse, uh, areas. Well, they Mm -hmm. said, why can't we put that into graphics into video games where we're teaching NPCs and we're teaching, uh, characters how to move properly around objects and how they would normally move in the real world. So they implemented that they're implementing that into the, into their engine and showing like, this is what you can do with our graphics technology and our AI systems. And people are going, Holy shit, this is literally changing how games will be made. Moving on to other things. We have some, a few things to review. Uh, Miles, you were playing party hard too, pretty intensely yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. That's a console console. Please are finally able to play it. Um, cause it's so graphically <laughs> intensive. Yeah. Um, that was so funny. I'm like, it's like when he said party hard twos out, I'm like, it's been out. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm like, and it just suddenly cued into me. I'm like console. <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I respect PC gaming. I, I, I did it when I was much younger. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have those kind of funds and, and investment to oh, sit there and just drop into a system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Party Hard 2 has been fun. It's uh, it added a lot more uh, facets. Uh, like there's like an inventory system and crafting and, you know, a bunch of other shit. Uh, and uh, yeah, it recently came up on the new games for the, the marketplace. So I played played the hell out of that. Um, shit's harder. A lot harder than the first one <laughs> in the first game. Yeah. Yeah. It's still fun, but it, it almost loses a little bit of that enjoyment just by making it a little bit more complicated than it really needed to be. So it's co-op as well, but you said the co-op doesn't work very well. Yeah. It's got local co-op. Um, it doesn't work very well, uh, especially if you're trying to play as any of those other characters. Uh, but the uh, it doesn't doesn't do split screen and it doesn't um intelligently share the same screen like you know lego games do okay um where you know it'll split off if you go too far from each other no it'll just straight up basically despawn you uh if you go too far from the other person um so it's it's not very it's not very functional gotcha yeah, I saw it like when I was on uh, Xbox yesterday. I, I kept looking on uh, online to see who was jumping on, and uh, I'd see you and Shanna all day playing Party Hard, and I was like, "Man, you guys have been playing that intensely all day." Yeah, no, she she signed in, and I don't think she ever signed out. <laughs> yeah, uh, you. It just made me laugh. I was like, "Man, you guys are really partying hard," and I laughed to we myself, did- and I'm like, "That is the dorkiest joke I've made all day." <laughs> We did go through the uh, the new levels in Human Fall Flat, um, uh, one of which was actually kind of a big pain in the ass for a good portion of it. I think all of them are pain in the ass. Oh man, I still love playing <laughs> Human Fall Flat. Terrible. I get gets me to laugh. Um, I'm terrible at that game, and except for the fact that I always look like try to do like the dumbest and craziest shit in it. I was talking about it with Shana. I was like, yeah, uh, she was. T- 
brought up trying to like Spider-Man like hand over hand to yeah. stuff. I was like, believe it or not, Fargo is actually really good at doing that in that game. <laughs> like, yeah, it's weird. You go into like the first level and he's like clear across the other side on the underside of the level. <laughs> <laughs> so one other thing we have to, is there any other games we have to review? Unless you want to go over my review. What's your review? Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. Avengers. Yeah. You should get, <laughs> you should have, you should, you should be able to give us, you know, what, you know, the my average, honest what, opinion, what, what you think about the averagers. So <laughs> we'll switch gears. Oh, Marvel's Avengers up front. I'm going to say is a $30 game. I got it as a birthday present. So luckily in my position, I didn't spend any money on it. Now I didn't play any of the multiplayer. I've strictly focused on the single player and single player only. And that's I've probably a good thing based off of everything yeah. I've seen. The multiplayer doesn't work. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of reviews and I kind of actually have discrepancies on the reviews that I've seen on certain informations. So far, I would say it's about an eight to nine hour story. And that includes you following the main story and doing the iconic missions, which an iconic missions meaning you're just following a certain character and their little side sub story. It's a fun story. There's a lot of Easter eggs. If you're a Marvel fan, if this was back in the day and we still had rental stores, I would say go rent it for a weekend, have fun, return it. Okay. Now, overall, this game, I feel like at the very base of it, it has a potential of being a good game. It gets in its own way of microtransactions. Okay. Uh, this game has potential of growth. I'd like to see come back into it in a year. I've heard people freaking out about the microtransactions, and I've seen people like defending the microtransactions, like saying that, oh, this is the way that they're going to fund the game further. Then why did I pay $60 if this is how they're going to fund the game further? Like that's... That whole argument of this is doing just microtransactions to fund the game further for more DLC is bullshit because they're going to come out with DLC packs that you're going to have to pay for. Almost guaranteed the game's not going to be free to play forever. So on top of that, the microtransactions really quick, the microtransactions that I've seen for it for just costumes and stuff like that are ludicrously overpriced. Yes, they are. But they don't throw it in your face. Just play okay. This is just going off single player. Yeah. The DLC that you is strictly cosmetic and it doesn't throw in my face. I actually had to go looking for the paid DLC to be able to purchase a costume if I wanted to. Really? I thought it was a tab. And even farthest then, tab out of the right. It's the farthest tab of the right, but you literally have to a little bit look at that because everything you need is in the first three tabs. You have to press bumper on. like four times. It's real nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because everything you need Anderson's is right there closing in the his eyes like I fucking hate you. <laughs> I disregard Miles most of the time anyway. <laughs> uh, but I would say the campaign itself, the single player is worth playing. Okay. It is fun. It leads off to three potential DLC add-on stories, whatever you want to call them. I felt like I got the relearn Modoc and Miss Marvel from a whole new perspective. Okay. I actually now like Modoc a little more. Like he was a character I thought was just a generic villain. Yeah. And now I kind of understand him. He, he's kind of like a crazy Nazi. And then Miss Marvel, which I had very little knowledge of because she's a new Marvel character. And now I like her. So overall, I think the story was fantastic. Yeah. Like, not Spider-Man good, but it was a fun story. Um, the only description she I would see that I've seen most reviewers talk about is how like enemies level up with you. Again, level gating doesn't make any sense. And Zero this, sense. In this particular situation, that is the play if you play on standard mode. So I experimented a little bit. Yeah. 
you can take you can play the entire game on easy you get the same amount of experience doing that than playing on normal where they catch up to you in level yeah which is really fucking ridiculous that your experience is based off the type of character you, you kill versus yeah. the the level you're playing on like gear is more or less just you controlling your base, you know, just the stats that you want. It sucks that like gear doesn't control how your character looks, and that ties into the cosmetic part of it. Overall, I would love to see it in a year from now to see how it grows, which direction it grows. Because unlike Anthem, so far what I've seen is that developers are actually responding to the community and trying to fix bugs and do what they can on their end. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it looks like it's better made than anthem but honestly that's not hard to do so as a player i would say unless you're gonna rent this game or you really have Story nothing wise. to play or you're a hardcore avengers fan that you just need something to, to fill the void this is the pickup beyond that it's a rental all right um miles and i have been watching the boys so have i and uh i've really enjoyed it. it's been a lot of fun yeah it's fantastic yeah, it's fucking ridiculous that it's getting review bombed for its release schedule yeah yeah uh, i agree i don't know what the hell is up with that like people are impatient i understand review bombing a game or a movie when it's shit or it does something terrible or has something terrible in it that shouldn't be part of it or is just so offensive to the main public that you're just like you know what i don't really like you know like what's going on with cuties we called it that that movie looked like it was just over sexualizing children, just over sexualized children and didn't really have a grandiose statement to make. And surprise, surprise, it was made by or it was it was given an award by the Sundance Film Festival, which is headed by a guy who's a pedophile from the Epstein Foundation. Wow. Big, big fucking surprise. And everybody else who I've seen reviews on it have said that it is just grossly obscene with what they show in the movie itself. Trying to show that kids are over-sexualized and over-sexualizing seems kind of a little bit hypocritical. Yeah, you, you made a, a, f- a film that's quote-unquote about exploiting children by exploiting children. Children, yeah. You don't see an issue. <laughs> but then turning around and review bombing the boys because of its review schedule? Or not re- uh, release uh, schedule? Episode schedule. release it's, schedule. It's, it's, yeah. re- its release is not coinciding with how you think it should coincide with Oh, oh, okay. Because you're not uh, getting immediate gratification of binge watching the entire thing in two days. Yeah, it it came out the same way last year, guys. It wasn't uh, like it didn't come out yeah. all at once. It was like, like two or three episodes, and you had to wait. And this isn't the first time Amazon's done this kind of stuff with a show that they're running. So why are you guys freaking the fuck out? The thing I have to applaud in the show is the fact that like when they first started talking about the themes and stuff that they were going to tackle in the show, I thought they were going to go full SJW and ruin my entire experience with the boys in yeah. in just one swell, like fell swoop. Just, all right, we're going to ruin the first season by creating a second season and go full Netflix on ourselves. Yeah. Pander the shit out of it. And so far, listeners, that hasn't been the case so far. They've tackled issues without, you know, taking really taking uh, a ludicrous left side on things and they haven't gone full right on it either. They've, they've, they've stayed in the middle ground in my opinion, which is where everybody kind of should be and showing like, yeah, this is, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. Like, do you not see the, do you not see the moral problems that butcher makes 
and also the moral problems that Homelander makes. Like they're they're not really good people yeah. <laughs> in this. Show, the show is a really good depiction of the gray area. Yeah. On top of that, it is funny as hell, and they oh, yeah. have done some crazy ass shit within the first three episodes. I was just like, wow. And they even they even did a moment where I kind of didn't expect it to go. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> been a good handful of curveballs. Yeah, season. I went. I went, all right, well, that that's something I didn't think was going to happen, but okay. Um, I would say Penn Oswald or Penn Oswald's a slight cameo on the show yeah. is one of my favorites of all say, time. Don't give it away. Yeah, but he, he does a really <laughs> funny job. It's really it's really good. Black Noir is becoming one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Just, <That's, laughs> speaking of which. God damn, I laughed so hard. I'm like, glad they made him opposite of what he was in the comics. What was he in the comics? He's a clone of Homelander. But okay. they're going different, way different with it this time around. Okay. When you said opposite, I'm like, what? Like, what's the opposite of him? Like, Robin so McDonald? essentially, <laughs> in the like, comics, he's he, a does, clone. he does balloons for kids instead of killing people. So Vought created him as a clone of Homelander to put down Homelander. Okay. But that's all he was in the comics. This, he actually has a little bit of a character. They chose a different actor to play with him. He's a different skin color, obviously. I think the boys comic book is obscure enough that they can get away with a lot of that stuff anyway. Oh, I agree. So. And the comics only had more or less. We'll just say three graphic novels and that was it. Um, In general, you're better off making your own thing anyways. But yeah, it's been, been fun to watch. So yeah, it's it, listeners give it a watch. It's, it's great. Don't worry about the review score. It has nothing to do with anything, you know, content wise so far or like uh, in the past, it all has to do with, just people being mad about the re, you know, the release schedule. So that was the or reason I thought said, it had as low of a rating as it did. As was like, oh, it offended PC culture, and they're yeah pissed about it. Like, no, no, it's just because people aren't getting instantly gratified. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Apparently, <laughs> waiting for TV shows is people don't remember having to do that <laughs> somehow. We've been spoiled by getting whole seasons at once. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Don't get me wrong. Like I get it. Like if you're paying monthly, you kind of want to have the show all at once. So you can just stop, you know, stop your membership or something like that. I, I understand. I think it's, I, I prefer all at once, but I can handle week to week. I mean, shit, yeah. I'm a huge top gear fan. And when grand tour was announced, I was like, yeah, week to week. I don't care. <laughs> just give me, still waiting me on more. that. Yeah. Still waiting <laughs> yeah, on the next one for that special. Yeah, not gonna review bomb the not gonna review bomb that even though they finished the episode. The other movie that we're or the other thing we're gonna review is the Babysitter. Uh, the sequel to the Babysitter oh, yeah. came out, Killer Queen, and uh, Killer Queen is it officially out? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll well, probably watch that when I'm getting home. Uh, it's, it's really good. It's over the top. Yeah, <laughs> I don't oh, way see way over the top. Wait, what did you say? It's got it went Scott Pilgrim on itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the trailer was ludicrous yeah. in the first place. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoyable. Hilarious characters. The uh, the two guys that I love from the from the first movie uh, are just the two jobs. Funny. The the they're just fucking right. hysterical. Um, everybody did a really good job. Everybody did a really good job. I mean, you know, they had uh, you know, they people already know Bell Thorns in the movie. Uh, I have to hand it out, you know, hand it to her. She, <laughs> she went for the physical comedy and she did a good job. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, she actually did a good job with, with her part. 
I was kind of uh, kind of surprised. It's worth a watch if you've been watching Netflix. Uh, don't cancel a Netflix yet, just just yet for cuties. Uh, go and watch that, and then if you're support so, other content, if you're if you're wanting to, if you're really wanting to show Netflix that they shouldn't be making things like cuties, you should just go and find cuties on the. Uh, this is what I did. I went and found cuties on the the queue and there in Netflix, and downvoted it just to show them like, yeah, this this kind of content's not okay. Anything else to, to bring up for the week? I think I had one more thing to, to to bring up, and I forgot what it was. I mean, the only thing I have to bring up is I'm probably going to be getting an HBO subscription soon. Because? Uh, Adult Swim canceled Venture Brothers uh, okay. three quarters of the way through development of the what was supposed to be the final season. Yeah. And uh, HBO said they're going to be they haven't officially said it, but they're probably going to pick it up. All right. Nice. Yeah, there's there's hopes that if people bitch loud enough, we can get an actual ending for uh, Metalocalypse, too. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I'm hoping because those were the two shows that I used to watch Adult Swim for. And I mean, granted, Venture Brothers has like a two year wait in between seasons because it's all written by two guys. Yeah. So, you know, I'm used to a long wait. And uh, apparently Cartoon Network got bought by, I think it was AT&T, and they came in and just started swinging their deck around. And they're like, here, do this, cancel that. We're <laughs> So Venture Brothers was a recent one to get the axe. And yeah. uh, HBO said that they're looking at picking it up so they can finish out the season. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the things I forgot about. EA's been fucking up so much lately, like their fans are just pissed at everything. <laughs> everything i was like good news on hbo's level because i've been debating on it myself yeah so I've, I've heard stuff about hbo giving showrunners more control i've heard a lot of good things the watchman show really i've heard that show is terrible i've also heard pretty good <laughs> things about of uh, uh lovecraft county yeah that's a show i'm actually if i end up getting a subscription i'll be checking that one out i've heard nothing but good things about and since it. the dc yeah. i heard the watchman is subscriptions awful, like so kind of know. tanked i guess they're kind of spreading out the shows as you will pick them up yeah i've heard it both ways swamp thing is now <laughs> rumored to be continued right by there. hbo because if hbo <laughs> picks up the swamp thing show from where you can it left hear it off right now it's just happening i'm definitely gonna go for it <laughs> not even considering what i said nope <laughs> disregard just said fuck that guy Continue on I with EA just because it was funny, but how many anger, how many more angers can EA create? Um, no, I was just pointing out like that was the other thing I was going to bring. It was just uh, EA was uh, making all their fans pissed off. I mean, perpetually pissed off, perpetually just pissed yeah. off. Like, wow, uh, from Madden one or from Madden twenty one to uh, Sims four. I mean. Coming out with content on Sims 4 that nobody asked for. Yeah, that's uh, the Star- uh, <laughs> that was funny because it came out with the just, Star Wars one and nobody give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing um, is I actually looked up what it came with. It's yeah. not enough content to justify $13, which it's is $13 to promote sad. a part to promote a, a, an attraction. Yeah, because it's tied into the uh, the Disney thing, the Disney park. Yeah. And it's not even like the, actual, of the same name. Yeah, it's not even actual like. Star Wars shit. Yeah. It's just to promote uh, Disney World. Yeah. They're batting a thousand and I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like, God damn, dude. At what point do you guys just go, hey, we're fucking up. We should stop doing this. Like, you just say, fuck it. We're going to write it out. I mean, that's what DC's doing. Yeah. 
with uh, with their wokeness. Like listeners, we talked about this two podcasts ago, but DC is we said DC had no place when we told you DC had no place to go, but full woke and stay full woke. They we did. meant it. And they did. They have a new book coming out called oh. uh, The Wonder Women of History. And uh, uh, it's magical that. the 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 women that they bring up in this like beyond I don't know at what point these women just become like our history, but uh, I mean they have AOC Elizabeth uh, Warren, Elizabeth Warren oh. Beyonce. Uh, uh, I just sat there. I'm like, you guys seriously like Pelosi actually has her own comic strip now in there. They just added that one. They just added that. Oh, oh. my god! Like. And these are heroes for women. These are historical heroes for women. Yeah, we're we're gonna ignore Madame Curie. We're gonna ignore Harriet Tubman. We're gonna we're just gonna ignore Rosa Parks. Yeah. We're gonna ignore all of these women who actually made significant, like with, with the exception of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in that comic book strip, or that 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 book. Yeah. Ah, uh, not a whole lot of uh of heroes, in that in that comic book. So. Um, I would even if you want to know if you want to know where DC comic books is going, that's a good indicator when you get a comic book strip about Acacia Cortez. I think DC is going to go the way of what Marvel became, where they're going to sell off everything. Uh, I good. Am, yeah. I'd be, <laughs> what, what'd you say, Miles? It's a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up happening. Although it'd be weird because it's Warner Brothers that owns yeah. them. So. It'd be like Disney having to turn around and selling all of all of Marvel stuff because they go so woke they can't afford it anymore. Um, <laughs> but it's Disney, so you know. But it's Disney. <laughs> you asked about a uh, EA when they're going to stop fucking pissing off their their people. I'm like, well, yeah. never. They're the Walmart of gaming industry. So yeah, they know they're going to get your money regardless. Yeah. Them if you Act- want EA to stop, stop them giving them Activision, money. Take two, like it's it's to the point where we have all these major developers and publishers that were just like, I don't look forward to anything you have to show anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I made I made the excuse for Ubisoft for the longest time. Like, well, they're shit, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now it's getting to the point where it's so much shit that it's not really all that. Not fun. really fun. So yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens in the in the gaming industry as we go forward. And I, I have a feeling that Miles is correct in his assess, his assessment years back where he said it's the rise of the indies. Yep. And I think that's definitely going to be coming. It's because that's where creativity so isn't stupid. being stifled. And, you yeah. know, we're not getting fucking mass produced gray bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, listeners, thank you for listening to us. If there's anything we forgot about this week, we're probably not going to talk about it next week, so sorry. Uh, but uh, next week, Miles won't be joining us. I don't know who out of the guys is going to be joining us. Most likely, Josiah is going to be out. Maybe it's just just might just be Anderson and I. I'm sorry. You're not going to be here? <laughs> oh, you are going to be here? I'm going to be here. Are you just apologizing ahead yeah. of time? Gotcha. Wait, why am I out? Because <laughs> you're usually gone every other week. <laughs> no, I... You have a trend. You like, follow this trend. How, how, do you, wait, how do you not know this? <laughs> <laughs> Last week was a holiday. Yeah, but be- before that, you were usually gone every other week. Yeah, yeah. It's a pattern. <laughs> How dare you? Hence, it was a, hence a pattern. <laughs> Sorry for assuming that that would con- that that pattern would continue. No, they. they- it was a holiday <laughs> routed deep in Josiah's culture of Labor Days. <laughs> yeah, thank you for like your asking him to work Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Labor Day is my holiday. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you for your service, by the way. Um, no, they uh, they finally brought me home, so it's not like I have to cram two weeks worth of shit oh, okay. into one Saturday. Like, <laughs> All right, so then then you will be here, okay? If I'm not, I'll let you know. But I should be here, okay? <laughs> we'll spin the roulette wheel. That's fair, <laughs> listeners. If he's not here next week, I want you to remember this conversation <laughs> and hold it against Josiah. Yeah. If I'm not here next week after telling you that I'll be here, hold it against me forever. But I I should be here. So please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. And Miles. Anderson. Keep on geeking on. We're out. She keeps them away Shonda in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cakes, she says. Just like Marie Antoinette. A building a remedy for Christoph and Kennedy at any time. Try